Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Black Panther breaks box office records left and right, Crusher Creel is returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 5 finale is being written as a possible series finale. Oh no. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, my friend, what's going on? Oh man, it's a good day to be a nerd, right? Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. We've <laughs> got, you know, this is our off week. Uh, uh, we had two off weeks here between uh, Black Panther coming out and next this week we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starting back and Jessica Jones coming back. I'm so excited about both of those things. Um, but even on our off week, there's just so much going on in the nerd world, man. Yeah, and then in, what, two months now? Two months we get Avengers Infinity War. We have, I mean, this the, the Infinity War is everything that the MCU has been working towards for 10 years, and I just cannot wait. Oh, 11, yep. 11 years now. Um, it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> so the film that's out now, the film that everybody should be going to see if you haven't already seen it, or if you have, and you need to see it like three more times, which I recommend, uh, yeah. Black Panther. Black Panther has crossed the $700 million mark in theaters worldwide. It hasn't even been out two weeks? Yeah, it's been out for almost exactly two weeks now. And as of this morning, it's at $748 million. That is pretty insane money. It really is. It's like, if you look at the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in total, uh, at least domestically, right now, it's at number three. Like, total gross domestic. Marvel's The Avengers... It's number three for their entire run, or it's number three yeah, for where for they were? Yeah, for the entire run. Really? What's yeah. That? So Avengers 1 and Avengers 2, are they the... Top. Yeah, Avengers 1 and 2 are the top two. Avengers 1 is at 623 million domestic. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron got 459 million domestic. Okay, and Black Panther is currently at... 421. Whew. That is pretty crazy numbers. Two weeks out. Did you know, in its second week out, uh, Black Panther got over $100 million. Wow. Just in week two. That's that's crazy. That's like or, amazing sorry, numbers rather, for week one. Weekend two. It got it got hundred and eleven million. Wow. On its second weekend. Oh man, it's so great. It's just great like, news. It couldn't have happened to a better movie and uh you know, better people behind it and more of a socially conscious message and just just so good. Just exciting, uh exciting times we're living in where, you know, there's just so many <laughs> There's been so many things proven wrong by this movie. The whole like uh black black won't travel is a is a is a uh phrase used in the industry which is just absolutely wrong. Um and this one's doing killer killer business all over the world. It's just awesome. It really is. Uh the thing that I that I shared on my on my personal Facebook that kind of made me really chuckle or rather made me laugh and not stop laughing. Uh, and it makes me chuckle now is that, uh, there was an article that said black Panther made more in its second weekend than justice league did in its opening weekend. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I saw something <laughs> that said that, you know, after like two days, it already surpassed, uh, <laughs> justice League's justice entire League's domestic entire run. run. That's insane. That's totally insane. No, I mean, that's considering, I'm, I'm not sure if it's considering domestic to domestic or worldwide I think versus it was domestic. domestic to domestic, yeah. Ah, uh, that's, that, that's just mean. Yeah, to, it's, it's cruel. Uh, it's cruel, the beating that <laughs> Black Panther's giving the, uh, the Justice League. Um, I just can't believe, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised Marvel has built a brand, man. They've, uh, not only has Marvel built a brand, but then you have this cultural moment with Black Panther, which is just completely different. So just bringing in a, a new audience that hasn't been, uh, you know, they haven't made movies for them yet. Basically that were like specifically for the black community. Um, this is our first, you know, in the new age of superhero movies, our first black superhero. And it's just awesome. 
It's just awesome. Well, it's our first black superhero lead. Right. I mean, you know, we've well, got... sidekicks, yeah. Yeah, we've got sidekicks out we the do, wazoo. We talked about this a bunch uh, yeah, the other day, but it's our, first, it's, it. our first, it's our first superhero movie with a black lead in the new age of yeah. connectivity. The new age we're... of Marvel. Yeah, it's the Marvel age, let's face it. Uh, we, we, I, hope, I hope DC eventually puts out a, a, a universe that, that, that can stand up to what Marvel has done, but... As of now, this is the Marvel Age. <laughs> I'm I'm declaring it right movies. now on the MCU cast. Uh, that means it's official, right? This this last this decade the the decade this last decade is the Marvel Age, and we hope it continues. Long live the Marvel Age. <laughs> Long may he reign. <laughs> oh man! So with the uh, with the butt ton of money that Black Panther has so far made it's now the 20th highest grossing film of all time in the u.s wow and it hasn't been out for two weeks yet <laughs> it is it, it is getting up there man it's doing really well uh, how is it faring against avengers one i keep seeing it on, on box office mojo they have a showdown and it keeps showing it compared to avengers two and how the days break down or whatever uh, yeah and it's it's kicking Avengers 2's butt, but I, I don't know how it's doing against Avengers 1. Well, right now, Black Panther is at $748 million worldwide. And Avengers uh, is like $1.5 Avengers got $1.5 billion. Yeah, I don't, know if, we'll, I don't so, know if it'll get there, but, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, got, a, it's in, got a ways to go. In two weeks, it got... Um, Sorry, in two weeks, it's halfway there. It's yeah, halfway to matching. But that's, that's, that's often about... Where where a movie makes most of its money. Now this yeah. one may have legs. <laughs> yeah, but like the the percentage drop, the percentage drop is about the same for Black Panther than it ha- that it is for like other films. Like first weekend right. was two hundred and forty two million. Second weekend uh, was one hundred and eleven. So it's about a forty five percent drop, but it's still over a hundred million on its second weekend. Right. So like even if we do that big a drop again, it's still gonna be like 55 right sure so it's, it's got it's got the numbers it's up there yeah uh by comparison uh avengers one on its opening weekend got 207 and its second weekend got 103 okay so it actually is currently it's about beating, on par uh, yeah yeah about, about on par with avengers one which is amazing Amazing well, yeah, for a movie. It beat its that opening weekend. Doesn't even feature any of the regular Avengers, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, they didn't. It's not like they had to throw them in to like make this movie work. This movie was working on its own own accord, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, so further, uh, further African American leads coming up uh, in a different medium. You remember Cloak and Dagger is coming out June seventh this year, right? There's a new promo for Cloak and Dagger out. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, you got to watch it, man. All right. I put the I'll put the link it. there. I'll watch it right now. Good. <laughs> Play. That was a cool trailer. It really is. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's mostly just like pretty shots of the main characters uh, doing doing similar things on a split screen, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it just shows the their parallel lives. Um, yeah, they're parallel, but also like opposite lives with their opposite powers and yeah, all that good stuff. They're, they're two sides of the same coin, yeah. and uh, I think it's it's nice that they changed it up um, from the comic because originally in the comic it was uh, Tandy that ran away from her rich family and ran into this guy Tyrone on the street, like he had already been living on the street and right. They, you know, there was there's so much trope there that's just been beat to death. This is and they've, both they've changed the streets, it. I guess. Well, it looks like she's coming from a trailer park, and he's like a football star. Right. Gotcha. And you know, he from the trailer we see like he lives in a nice house, and um, you know, is still like he still has to deal with being a black man in America. Or at least a black teenager in America. Yeah, it was a really interesting shot when he's walking toward a police officer and takes his hood down. Yeah. To be like, I'm not a threat. It's, yeah, it's, that's... It sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it sends that, that strong social message. So, 
I don't know. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than this this promo like continues the excitement for this show, but it it hasn't really shown much as far as like what it's gonna be. Just yeah, yeah. This trailer gives nothing uh, in in to say about the uh, the the plot. Um, and I, but I thought this this one just looked better. The the effects looked better. Um, there were effects. I think in the first one there were very few. <laughs> effects um this one actually i think gave us a little less of the story than the first trailer did but it gave us a lot more of the tone and the quality hopefully because this one was shot a lot better and the effects were a lot better so hopefully it it will look like this trailer looks yes i can't agree to that and we actually we finally get to see um uh cloak like actually using his power yeah maybe maybe accidentally you know wrapping himself up in the sheet and then just kind of like boop he's somewhere else now yeah that reminded me of uh smallville he's in bed in in this trailer he's in bed and he suddenly appears somewhere else outside in his sheet um but in smallville one of the first things that happened in a really early season of smallville he uh floats above his bed while he's sleeping and then wakes up and falls falls into his bed Yep, so very, kind yep. of similar, similar little trope there. Yep, like oops, I oops to my power, and you know, in my sleep, <laughs> that's not uh, <laughs> not something we say often, right? Nope, it sounded weird <laughs> to say it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, uh, other TV stuff coming up. Agents of Shield is coming back tomorrow. That's crazy. Yes, it is. It's coming back so soon. It's coming back 3-2, and it's going to go through, like, if I recall correctly, it should go past Infinity War as far as, like, number of episodes. It should go into, like, June. Um, But the big thing coming up is that Carl Crusher Creel, the Absorbing Man, is going to be on tomorrow's episode. That's very cool. I uh, now, if don't you... know where he ended up last we saw him, but I uh, <laughs> it's cool it's cool that he'll be back. Well, I recall that Carl Crusher Creel was last seen defending uh, Talbot. He was uh, basically a bodyguard for oh, Talbot right. for General Talbot. That's right. He like joined the I guess good in quotation mark side of Talbot. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Sort of, and. That's a that's a that presents a question of like whose side is he going to be on because Daisy Bot nine thousand shot Talbot in the head in the last season. Yeah. So yeah, so, it's interesting to see Carl just floating from side to side the the mercenary of Crusher Creel. Yep. Yep. I just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see him fight again. And, I mean, he was a bad guy in the comics, so obviously he has to be a bad guy now. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to be an antagonist. Yeah, it's, it's likely, it's likely. But, yeah. uh, but, I, but I, I like when they give these characters a little more depth. I mean, he was a pretty good antagonist for a few, for a season or so, and, and now he's got more depth to him. We know, at least know he's willing to work with the government and the good guys, as it were. And we'll see if we'll see if that keeps going. Other related news with Agents of Shield that we kind of hit on in the uh, in the rundown. It's a little bit somber um, since Agents of Shield has not yet been uh, like announced for renewal. They're they're writing the season five finale as a potential series finale. Wow, that. I really hate when it gets to this point, and it's happened to a lot of series that I've loved, where they they get to the point where they're not sure if it's the last season or not, and so you get these episodes that like that's kind of the ending, but is it? I mean, if you, and if you're a clever enough writer, you, you you sometimes come up with gold, but like, um, you know, it, it, it's disappointing because I feel like as a writer you want to know if it's the ending or or not, you know? Yeah. Um, one of my yeah. favorite—I don't—one <laughs> of my favorite scenes from the end of a another another Whedon show, um, in is the ending of Angel, and it ends on like what could be considered a huge cliffhanger, but also is kind of perfect for the show, 
It's it's really it's it's a great it's a great ending. It was the same thing. They weren't sure if they were getting another season or not, and they didn't. <laughs> and so the the series <laughs> ends in this like really fun way, uh, but is also a huge cliffhanger. But it's it's like <laughs> it, it I'll, just, I'll just say it. Spoiler alert for for Angel, which came out twenty years ago. Um, right. <laughs> uh, the, the the series ends. With they 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 basically wage wage war on like these demons from hell these like uh, head head demons basically, and yeah. it ends with with hell unleashing its wrath on Earth, and basically there's just monsters and demons and dragons are like emerging in the streets of L.A. and they're closing in on Angel and his crew. And Angel and they and they're like, "What do we do now, Angel?" And Angel goes, "I don't know about you, but I kind of want to slay the dragon." <laughs> and that's how the show ends. And it's like, it's kind of perfect because the show is all about how the war is never over, and they're going to continue fighting. <laughs> and they're mortal, like they're they're all flashes in the pan that do what they can to 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 save the world or whatever. But it's just an amazing ending because it's like. That's definitely a cliffhanger. There's like literally demons forging through LA, but like it's just kind of perfect for that show. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that ending. It's fitting. I kind of want to slay the dragon. <laughs> it's like funny enough, but like also bold and brave enough. I don't know. I just love it. What if something similar happens with uh, with this show? Oh, I could absolutely like- see that something similar <laughs> happening with this show. Like Phil Coulson's like, I kind of want to slay the dragon. Yeah, that would be amazing. It would be <laughs> the best. Um, yeah, if it was an actual reference to Angel. Uh, but no, I think I think the the problem I think I think with this show is I think they're gonna want to wrap everyone's storylines up kind of in a nice bow, and it's hard to do that if you also want to leave it open. For another season, <laughs> yeah. If you want to like lay something out for next time on Agents, it of generally makes for a bad first episode of the next season when you're like, "All right, everything's wrapped up. Now we have to somehow bring everyone back into the fight." Right. And it, so <laughs> like, it seems everybody's happy, uh, but they can't be happy forever because then this happens. Yeah. So it always seems kind of forced when they're like when they bring a show back that way. But we'll see. Uh, I, I, I trust these writers. They've been clever thus far. Yeah. I mean, at least they're not like the Once Upon a Time writers. I don't know what you mean, but I just I do know that show is horrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> yep. That, is that all you mean? Basically. I know they um, did a reboot recently that did not go well. Yeah, no, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, the show was awful from the beginning. It really was. People that like that show, I do not understand. And I, <laughs> people like what they like, and it's all good, but that show was horrible. <laughs> It's so bad. I just like <laughs> you can like whatever you want, but you're wrong for liking yeah, that. Yeah, you're wrong for liking that show. It's pretty oh, okay. pretty awful. <laughs> uh, so the last thing that I've got as far as news um, is it's kind of like MCU adjacent. It's not really MCU specific. We're not sure kind of, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's Sony. So you know, what do you do? When it comes to Sony, do you just do you just report on it, or you just briefly talk about it? Yeah. Anyway, it, it's the Spider Verse. So, we'll see how it, how much it connects once this comes out. <laughs> right. So, kind of abruptly uh, recently, Sony has put an indefinite halt on Silver and Black that the Silver Silver Sable and Black Cat movie. Interesting. And there hasn't been any like any announced reason or or any even a rumored reason just that they put it they put it on a delay indefinitely hmm well i can't say i'm upset about that yeah right i didn't like this whole sony going off and make trying to make its own weird spider-verse that might or might not be and they weren't sure if it was connected to the marvel cinematic universe yeah, because if they I, throw I think... Tom Holland in there, then it kind of is connected, and then you you just get the problem of Kevin Feige not being in control, and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> so frustrating. Um, there are 
you know, there are reports of like it's suspicious that this is happening uh, right after Sony is considering to sell its its major film assets. Uh, you know, due to being under a new boss, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida. Right. Um, I'm hoping that they do actually. I hope I'm hoping that they do sell their major film assets, specifically sell all of the rights to Spider-Man back to Marvel. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, like, we just bring them home. We didn't put bring this, all of them home. This isn't in the rundown, but I also heard a news story yesterday that um, Fox is fast tracking a number of its X-Men titles. Yeah, they're supposed to have three X-Men movies per year for the next two years. In, yeah, in 2019 and 2020. So that's interesting that these two studios are doing very different things. One that's actually been officially sold to Marvel as long as it's approved. Um, <laughs> which there's there, there's some ho- you know some things going on saying that's not going to happen, but we just don't know yet. Um, but at least that that's like officially happening supposedly. Um, at least there are official steps that have happened, and they're instead of backing off on their universe, they're speeding through it. Um, which maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're like, well, we have this vision for this universe. We're gonna finish it, I guess, before Marvel takes over. <laughs> That's dumb, though. I mean, maybe. I mean, if they wanted to... Like, if they have a good idea for um, for the way they could wrap up the X-Men universe... Like, I, I think Logan was a great way to do that, but... Um, <laughs> but, 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 you know, they've got a few years. The, the studio needs to make money still. Like, uh, it's a few years before this will be official, so why not make a Kitty Pride movie and a... Uh, which which is being rumored, and a, you know, <laughs> just trying to make a Gambit movie and a Deadpool two and a, uh, you know, Dark Phoenix. Uh, Deadpool and all two stuff. is happening, man. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. A lot of these are s- supposedly happening. Deadpool two is definitely happening. <laughs> yep. And the new mutants. Yeah, the, I just don't know about all that. We'll Fox do, we'll has just, not done well. They, in my opinion. Uh, their last three movies, two were amazing, and one was awful. So it's kind of hard to know. <laughs> exactly. They're hit or miss. They've done a really bad job with the X-Men movies proper, but the, uh, the these, these solo movies they've been doing have actually been really great. These X-Men adjacent. Yeah. Deadpool was amazing. That's the thing, though. Logan was amazing. But, those, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they do with these next couple. With X-Men Origins Wolverine... That was god awful, and then that's a long the Wolverine. Time ago, yeah, but that's still it's still an X Men adjacent solo movie. Sure, like both of the Wolverine movies that were just him were god awful. Sure, I'm talking about the last few movies. Yeah, so, you know they they're, they're more recent. It's like it's this 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 business is all about what have you done for me lately, and like um, they've done really well lately. Uh, with the exception of yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, because they learn from Marvel. Uh, yeah, which is fine. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm fine with a little competition if they're learning from Marvel and making good movies. It, Deadpool did something totally different, and Logan did something totally different than Marvel has never done. Sure, they learned from Marvel, um, but they did something new and different, and that's what we need. We need people, um, you know... Uh, Pushing each other to excel. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Impro- uh, not improvising. I forget. I'm trying to. There's a word I'm looking for that's not coming to me. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So, um, innovating. The, uh, <laughs> innovating. Innovating sure. on the form. We need people innovating on the form. Sorry. Okay. You found your I word. I found my I word. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> some feedback, man. Well, I've got some some like personal news that I just think is absolutely hilarious. I can't stop thinking about it because it was so freaking funny. Oh yeah. Um. My mother-in-law sent us belated Christmas presents recently, like within the past few days. Nice. The gift that she got for the lady uh, was a like a vintage-style suitcase uh, turntable. And so she's like really excited about it. We get it set up. She pulls out the vinyl copy that I got of the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, the Awesome Mix Volume 1. Like the vinyl copy, and I was like, hell yeah, do it, put that in. So we're listening to that, everybody's liking it, and Fooled Around and Fell in Love comes on, and she starts 
coming up to me being all sweet and swaying, obviously forgetting the part in the movie. As she looks at me all sweet and goes in to lean in for a kiss, I'm like, the melody is pleasant! (laughs) And just completely fell out laughing. (laughs) Because I couldn't hold it together. That's pretty great. I figured you would like that story. And everybody else, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, feedback. You gotta ruin the mood, man. You gotta ruin the mood. Uh, to quote an amazing movie. True. Obvious. Yeah. Obvious. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were like to quote an amazing movie, and then you were going to say something, but you just meant to quote an amazing movie. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> All right. So feedback. We're, let's talk feedback. Yeah. So Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, "My casting for an MCU Fantastic Four movie." Alice Eve as Sue Richards. You know, she keeps coming up as everybody's yeah, choice. Yeah, I think everyone's just Richards. like, she just looks a lot like Sue Richards in that Star Trek movie. <laughs> I think, like, that's the that's thing. That's basically it. And once somebody mentioned it, it was just like, yeah, yeah, her. That's perfect. Everybody's on it. I'm that sure one. there's yeah. a lot of different people who'd be great on that role, but she just has already done it so close and looks so great as it. Could be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he continues, Thomas Jane as Reed Richards. Interesting. Uh, Ansel- yeah, it's it is interesting, especially since he played the Punisher. Yeah, but I can totally see like, it. I've seen him in other stuff since, and I can totally see it. You know, I haven't seen him in anything that's kind of close to Reed Richards, so I don't know. Um, I, he, I haven't seen him anything close to Reed Richards, but I've seen him in other things. Um, he's in um, oh gosh, Hung, or I think that's what it's called on Showtime. He's just like a father. And a gigolo, um, so he's like a little older, yeah. a little older on that show. And then there's a, um, there's another, the, the, the Expanse, where he's sort of a detective type character. And he's still a little grizzled, I think, in everything I've seen him in. He's still a little grizzled to play, to play uh, Richards. But I mean, I could see it. I could see it. He, especially as he's getting older, like a little gray hair, a little more distinguished, uh, <laughs> calm down a little bit. I think he could be a great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh Sherman continues Ansel Elgort, Elgort from Baby Driver as Johnny Storm. I think that's uh, his I think that's his best uh casting there. That's that that could be good. Yeah. Ansel. I haven't seen ba- Baby Driver, but he seems I mean he at least looks the part. Yeah, he's like almost right off the bat. He's a great he's a great he's great in Baby Driver. Really, really great. Okay. And then uh Charlie Hoffheimer from Black Hawk Down as the thing. I don't know him. I don't know him either. We should probably look these up before we talk about it. Well, you know. <laughs> we're bad at this. We're, it's okay. We have access to the internet as we're talking. It's fine. Um, we're talking on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Without access to the internet, this could not be happening. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing pictures of him. I don't know his acting, um, but that's cool. Uh, other people probably do. Um, Charlie <laughs> Hoffheimer. And then... Uh, Sherman finishes saying the Mike Man should be the first villain. Who's I'm the... actually not familiar with the Mike Man at all. Oh yeah, see, I was I was relying on your your comics knowledge for that. I don't even know. I don't know the nope. Mike Man either. <laughs> okay, we, we've been a real failure on this, you Sherman. Sorry. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're not great at this. Uh... <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> maybe maybe he meant the Mole Man. Because those letters are pretty close. It's possible. I did just search the Mike Man, Fantastic Four villain, and I'm not seeing anything. So Mole Man may be it. <laughs> yeah, Mole Man is absolutely a, a Marvel Comics villain that I've seen a lot. But uh, well, let's assume it's the Mole Man. Yeah. Until we hear otherwise. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Jacob Kirshner said to us on Facebook, Hey guys, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening since November, and it's awesome to hear you guys talk about all the MCU properties. So thanks, guys. I wanted to ask you you about Iron Man's... (laughs) He said, I wanted to ask you about Iron Man's armor in the new trailer. It looks like the Bleeding Edge armor from comics. If it is, that would be awesome. I'm sorry. If it is, that would be awesome. What are your thoughts? Um, That would absolutely be awesome. I'm not sure that he's gotten to that point yet. It does look like he has some sort of tech that's... Sort of like fitting around him, but maybe not all the way to bleeding edge yet. I mean, it it does look like it's 
you know, creeping up on him, similar to how Black Panther's costume. Yeah, no, creeps Black up on Panther's him. armor looks like the Bleeding Edge armor. I think more than <laughs> Tony's does. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically in the comics, the Bleeding Edge armor that he's talking about, like it was within his bloodstream and came out like when he mentally called it to come out. Yeah. And that was a product of Extremis. Uh, because Extremis at the time was just a, like a nanovirus, basically. Right. Um, so Extremis is different in the movies, so there's not that same lead-in. I mean, maybe maybe Black Panther happens in a different time period than we think. It's not like current. It's like right after... I think it's right Avengers. after Civil War. Yeah, it's right after Civil War, so... Maybe there's a couple maybe of years like where... Maybe right after that... Yeah, maybe it's a couple of years between that and Infinity War, and then, like, right after Black Panther, Tony goes and, like, they work together, and he develops this way to make his armor do that, too. I don't know. If that's the case, I hope we get to see that in Infinity War, because it it just seems like um, Iron Man... We we haven't really gotten much interaction between Iron Man and, uh, and, and, and T'Challa. And I'd like to see them get to know each other a little bit if we're going to see them start trading armor. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, well, I know that he's sharing technology, but sharing um, sharing some technology, it makes sense. But sharing, like, your superhero tech is kind of weird. And maybe kind of... Uh, maybe you'd be careful who you shared that with, I guess. Yeah, it's, so like, you, it's like... Tony's saying, like, I'll, I'll give you repulsors for your ships, but the Iron Man armor is mine. Right. Like like Wakanda needs repulsors. I just meant, like, the government. <laughs> oh, right. right. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I, I, I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in Winter Soldier. Um, I, thought you, yep. I thought you were talking about, uh, like, they were trading uh, no, repulsor God, no. technology for... Bleeding edge like technology. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure Shuri would look at repulsors and go, <laughs> "That's cute." I don't know. I mean, we still we still can't discount that Iron Man has his own tech that is really good. Um, it's just that Wakanda has this vibranium thing, and they have they're very good at specific specific things like sound waves and vibrations, basically. Um. Like the, yeah. their technology all seems based around those things, which is cool. And it's inter- it's just interesting. I I really want to see Tony Stark, Shiri, and uh, Hank Pym in the same room. That that is what I yeah. want to see uh, in, in Infinity War. That's all I need in life. I think I want that more than like almost any of the fight scenes that you can imagine. <laughs> like I'd much rather see them bantering around the lab. Like that just sounds so much fun to me. Yep. Yep. And then maybe uh, Bruce Banner shows up and Tony's just like, no, you've been replaced. <laughs> yeah. I've got other science bros now. Yep. <laughs> she, she's a science bro, too. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She'd be excited about it, too. Let's see. Dustin Small said to us on Facebook, is it just me or are Lego and Funko the root of all the spoiler evil on Midgard? <laughs> it's true. It is true. I don't even know um, what's been spoiled lately, but I think we tend to avoid that most of the time. Most of the time. I try not to talk about it, but I still see it in the feed just like, damn it, right. why? Lego, yeah. you... Ugh. We try not to spoil and, you guys too much. Yeah. Jeff loves spoilers, so he like dives into it, and we... Oh, I, I seek them out. We, we try not to cover them on the cast, because I don't I, like uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually went and, like tried to seek out spoilers on the new Netflix show Altered Carbon. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. It's a great show, and I'm like, we're five episodes in now, and instead of like just watching the other five, I like I went to Wikipedia and was just like, what's what's going on here? Who's the guy? Like who's the thing? What's the thing? And like it doesn't show me anything. I'm like, God come on. <sighs> it's you know, it's a mystery. And they want to leave the mystery, I guess. But, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't help me at all. So, let's see. Next up, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, don't know if this will be MCU, but kind of a big deal. And he linked an article. Uh, Fox is teaming Tim Miller, Brian Michael Bendis for uh, X-Men Mystery Project 143. Um, which 
I had heard this. I, I hadn't heard this was a mystery project, and maybe this is something that's come out since Sermon posted this. But I heard this was Kitty Pride, basically. Yeah, Tim Miller has talked thought. about wanting to do a Kitty Pride movie, and One Forty Three is apparently a a really popular um, book of hers, uh, where yep. she has a really good solo story. Yeah, she's defending the mansion from. Uh, demons, I think. Yeah, and and with the horror bent that we've got from from the 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 New Mutants and everything, uh, it it would be interesting to see Kitty Pride in a horror situation, like defending from demons by herself. That could be, I don't know. It seems seems like it could line up with what they're going with. They're going for with their universe right now, but that could be speculation. I don't know. I've heard I've heard that on multiple sources, but I don't know how much it's just straight up speculation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, we'll see as more develops, and if it turns out that that's you know gonna be MCU, then God, we'll cover that too. Oh yeah, like Happy. a billion movies a year. Happy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if that, I don't think that'll end up being um, MCU because I just think they're making that already, and they're doing three MCU movies a year, and Sony's trying to put out th- or not not Sony. I'm sorry, uh, Fox. Fox is trying to put out three. Marvel movies a year, so yeah, we're gonna get a lot of stuff, and not all of it's gonna be MCU well, over the next couple of years. They're, they're saying they're gonna do three X Men movies. Do you think that also includes further Deadpool? Yes, and X Force. Yeah, I think it does. I think it's, it includes all the X Men properties. Okay, all the X Universe. Yeah, for sure. Unix verse? No, that's a programming thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hillary Cothron said on Facebook, As excited as I am to see new Marvel movies, I'm always a little bit more excited for Marvel Cinematic Universe podcasts and new episodes on them. Hashtag Black Panther. Hashtag We Are Podcast People. <laughs> I totally get that, Hillary. Um, I, I appreciate it. That is incredibly sweet. But I'm the same way. Like I, I'm a, I, am, I am podcast people. Uh, I listen to podcasts all the time. And it's like there's certain shows that I watch partially just to listen to the casts after them (laughs) and the fact that we can be that for other people is super sweet and we we appreciate you yeah um apparently we're like kevin smith for some people like how (laughs) kevin smith is for me is how we are for other people and that's I, I mean that may be like that, a, that, a, that might be best hyping ourselves up that too might much. Be a bit, but... a bit, a bit of hype for us, but yeah, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith has other other reasons. He's great, and uh, we we just do a podcast here. He is he is great to listen to about all his various things. I, that 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 man is that man's com- yeah. comedy genius. Um, even when he doesn't mean to be. Um, <laughs> and 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 well wishes to him. He had a heart attack this week. Yeah, that's really sad. Um, yeah, really sad and scary and uh, just no good, man. He's, it was young. when I when I saw the news, I was just like, "Oh my god, no!" Yeah. And I was like, "He's okay." Like I clicked on the article, and it was like, "He's okay. He's in the hospital." And the and he's uh, tweeting already. <laughs> yeah, he's tweeting about it from the hospital bed. I'm like, okay, so. He's he needs to lose weight so that his heart doesn't just give out on him, so that you know he's a healthier. He needs to be a healthier man, and it just it pushed me to be more healthy too. I was just like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go down that path. Yeah, man, like That's scary stuff. I'm just gonna keep working out like I do, and uh, and I mean, yes, I may have lost nine pounds in the last two and a half weeks, but it's not enough. Good on you. No, yeah. Uh, being big dudes is no good for the heart. Yeah, it's true. Uh, let's see. Nathan, Wobbly Boots 85 <laughs> Love that. Love that name. Uh, said to us on Twitter, <clears throat> I'm greedy. I really, really want to see this in live action. And he posted a picture of Black Panther, T'Challa, and Aurora Monroe Storm getting married. And their son. And then, and then having a kid. Azari T'Challa. Yeah, Son of man. Storm and Black Panther. That's pretty cool. I did not know that was a thing in the comics, so that's pretty neat. I guess I would have assumed it, but eventually <laughs> it's got to happen. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, it doesn't have to happen, but well, like realistically, it's, it's going to happen. Probably going to happen. They seem, they seem like the fertile type. <laughs> they're, just, they're just so... 
<laughs> They're so powerful. They're both very powerful. They're just so people. young and virile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know. Uh. I can't. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, God. Ashley Uncoffin said to us on Twitter, Adam Seacast. Sorry. Adam Seacast. The superhero film's domestic haul was a jaw-dropping 235 million miles ahead of original tracking numbers. Black Panther's four-day total, 404 million worldwide, and a slew of shattered records. Hashtag Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. I, I love that hashtag. <laughs> After, we were on tour uh, when when we went to see the movie, uh, as as I mentioned on the last cast, and I just I saw so just Wakanda forever became my battle cry, just like out in the world. Um, <laughs> this is real fun. Yeah, as well as it should be. Just about anything at all. Super fun. <laughs> like I keep, I keep wanting to just walk up to random people and be like, "Have you seen Black Panther yet?" And I haven't done that. <laughs> no, that's, and that's, yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Probably for the best. <laughs> like there were other people at work because I had a, a a work function like the week after it came out. And it was a team building thing and people were talking about Black Panther and there were some people that are like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, you need to go see that right now. Like, leave here. Screw this team building shit. Let's go to the GDX theater where we get to sit in the reclining seats <laughs> and go watch that movie again. Yeah, I, I need I need to see it again. Or I need to see it real bad. I, I, like I said, I was on tour and I just got back from tour a couple days ago and I haven't had a chance. I'm catching up on life and I haven't had a chance to see anything else. So... <sighs> It's so sad. I know. I need to go see it again, too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Trent said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, just recently subscribed to your podcast. I'm really liking it. You guys are doing a good job. By the way, Matthew, good music, man. Hey, thank you, Trent. That's super sweet. Um, thank you for everybody who's been listening to the album. I've uh, been getting lots of streams on the old Spotify and such, so... Uh, if you if you get a chance, check it out. Spotify, Matthew Carroll, Left to Burn is the name of the album. And I am incredibly proud of it. Um, and I just am happy every time I hear someone's hear somebody that's listening because uh, it means a lot. To I don't know. You just, sometimes when you're doing this, when you drop these things, you just feel like you're screaming into a void and no one's hearing you. Um, and when I hear that someone's really digging the album, it means a lot. So if you guys can check it out, please do. It's on everything. I always say Spotify because it's what I have, but it's on Apple Music and iTunes. It's on Google Play Music. Google Play, uh, Amazon, all the stuff. Anything, anywhere you get music, it's there. So if you have anywhere where the best albums are listened to, yeah. If you have one of those free services or where you pay a monthly fee, you already own the album. Just go listen to it. <laughs> and if you don't, you're welcome to buy it. That's great too because <laughs> I do need money. <laughs> I got it on the Kickstarter, but right. I have I have not opened that yet. <laughs> I've been listening to it on Google Play. Ah, well, you just have like a pristine album copy then. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's how I like to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. I'm pretty sure it's Anthony J. Fuchs. Fuchs? We're going with or... we'll, we'll go with Fuchs. So, all right. So, Anthony J. Fox <laughs> said, loved hashtag Black Panther. So much that I literally sought out a podcast that reviewed it to listen to more discussion and discovered the Ad MCU podcast. I'm sorry, the Ad MCU cast in the process. It's a good time to be a nerd. Hashtag we are one tribe. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Anthony said in a different tweet to us, Ad MCU cast, hashtag Avengers, hashtag Infinity War, theory. Uh, the shots of slaughtered Asgardians in the Infinity War trailer is an illusion created by Loki to save his people while sacrificing himself by turning over the Tesseract to Thanos. I actually love that theory. That is a great theory. Because that, that helps to keep the Asgardians alive, and Asgard in general, alive, so that they can come to Earth and I can have Siege. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's all about getting Siege. <clears throat> Levi Birdie said to us on Twitter, Adams, you guessed, has anyone asked about the UFOs in Phoenix that Tony mentions when he first met Peter, first met with Peter? I asked because that could be where Captain Marvel was in the 90s. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember that line. Is that is that in, in uh, Civil War? I don't remember that at all, actually. Huh. Okay, so 
Again, we have failed you, Levi. Um, yeah, I don't remember that line. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and check it out. But yeah, if there's UFOs over Phoenix, um, that could be a reference to, um, to to Captain Marvel. But if it's more modern, uh, my first my mind jumps straight to Wakanda. Um, and, and the, the mm. UFOs over, you know, over cities. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, they, they definitely look more alien, uh, than, yeah, especially with the way that they like fly through the clouds. Yeah. Someone was pointing out the bottom, the bottom of the ship is designed to look like an African mask. With the three, yeah, with the three, uh, three engines or whatever, looking like the mouth and two eyes, uh, really cool. Just such good design on everything in Black Panther. But yeah, I don't know Levi if that was that definitely could be. Uh, if she ends up in Phoenix, that's definitely a good call. Um, but if if not, I would say maybe it could be uh, Wakandan technology. See, UFO sightings were claimed to have occurred over Phoenix and would be cited by Tony Stark and Peter Parker as an example of hoax imagery fabricated via a computer. Oh, that's right. He's talking about a... That's right, because they're talking about whether the video of him on YouTube are real. And and, and one of them says something about UFOs over Phoenix. Um, So maybe maybe they, they just know for a fact those are false. That's a hell of a stretch. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll turn it around and be like, "Oh, it was actually real, and it was Captain Marvel." Yeah, it's one of those things they're never they're never going to mention again. They're just if it's in Phoenix, it's something that we can kind of headcanon and be like, "Uh, yeah, that was definitely in Phoenix." <laughs> yep, yep. That's uh, some headcanon we're going to have to force on ourselves, or uh, we'll just hope. We'll just hope. <laughs> Let's see, Matt Turner Toad said, Hey Matt and Jeff, great cast. You can come and crash on my couch in Perth, West Australia, but I'm not buying you a ticket. (laughs) Also, the spiders are scary, but it's the sharks that'll chew you up. Cheers, mate. Ultimate typeface. (laughs) I, uh... Thank you, Matt. That is very nice. Uh, it is always great. We we always joke about going to other countries to watch these movies because we can watch them early in other countries. And some of our listeners invite us to crash with them. And Matt has done the interesting thing of inviting us to crash with them and trying to scare us away from Australia <laughs> at the same time. Simultaneously. <laughs> like, come on over. It's working. Yeah, so uh, on the message, put a picture of a giant spider staring me right in the face um no thanks so yeah very i'm glad that you didn't post that very frightening matt thank you (laughs) matt turner toad so let's see may 3rd to may 7th a round trip flight from tampa to perth is 1292 it's not that bad it's not that bad it's it's a lot more doable than you know what we were looking yeah, at I forget for uh, where we were looking for, for London. London. It was like two two grand just to get there. Um, oh no, man! Tampa round trip, eight hundred and eight dollars. Oh, is Tampa just that much better? So it's just yeah. That, well, that, we got an international airport here. Well, yeah, but so does Atlanta. I mean, we we checked it from here in Atlanta. I thought anyway. Let's see. Uh, maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. Maybe we just. Uh, have more money now and we're skewing it maybe we maybe it was a thousand dollars then too <laughs> no i think it's that uh we were looking at it not two months down the road and we were looking at it like oh like know, the, week, the week before <laughs> yeah it's like oh it's gonna drip you know we're gonna have to drop two grand a piece to do this tomorrow might... uh so you want to go ahead and start packing <laughs> uh when is this may i would love to go see it it would be a really fun fun uh, MCU cast trip to go overseas and catch it early, <laughs> watch it like four times and have like a really great review up. If if we yeah. if we if we had the Patreon Patreon subscribers for that, maybe <laughs> it'd right. be a great way to spend you know, all the money that we made on Patreon. Which is I'd be okay with just going to like a red carpet premiere. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I mean that would that would do. I'd settle for that. (laughs) (laughs) Or like getting an early press screening or something like that. That would be amazing. I can keep my lid on how great it was for a few days. 
Surely, I mean, we right? do this show. Surely, we do embargo. into some sort of press thing at some point. At some point, we yeah. become press, right? <laughs> yeah. At some point, we become like super official. I don't know when. Yeah, someone just hands that to us, right? At some point, yeah, we get I a, think so. We get a letter that says you're official now. <laughs> you've, you've reached that 400 episodes or whatever. You're official now. <laughs> this is the official letter stating that the MCU cast is now official. Officially. Nice. <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't have to give anybody my address for this to happen. They just mailed it to me. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> So RPRP uh, asked us, did we see James Gunn's comments about Groot? We did. We did indeed. Yep. Um uh, if you if you haven't been following Twitter the last 30 or last 72 hours, um someone um t- talked about Groot and um uh James Gunn uh made it clear that Groot is dead and that baby Groot is his son, which uh, I, I think, like, I kind of assumed something like that, but a lot of people were very shocked by this, um, that Groot is dead. I guess I, I, guess I did sort of, see, you know, you, you, the, the sacrifice that he made did seem to go away when he seemed to come back, back to life almost immediately. Uh, and we've talked about how the, it still had consequences because he still has to grow back up, but apparently he is a different, a different Groot. <laughs> Yeah, this is a different Groot. It's Groot 2.0. Yeah. Still still sad. So it's still sad that Groot died. Yeah. But he he gave us new life in the form of baby Groot. Yeah. It's okay. We'll get him back and it'll be all right. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for all that feedback. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com if you'd like to reach out to us um, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, we would love to hear from you. we got a bunch of Black Panther feedback we're going to cover on tomorrow's cast, um, and we've we're just got a lot of cast to come because uh, ne- this week we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and um, next week we've got uh, Jessica Jones coming back. So lots of things that we're, we'll be putting in your feeds real soon, uh, as well as some commissioned episodes that we are uh, desperately trying to get to. Um, but Marvel won't let up. They just won't let up. Um, <laughs> Someday we'll come up for air. It'll be all right. <laughs> Whatever, man. I love it. Drown me. Drown me in content. Um, Gross. All right, guys. We will be back tomorrow with some Black Panther talk. Uh, and we'll we'll talk to you then. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.